0: Thank you.
1: I've got Let's talk about one of the songs that you've written, Wounded Heart, because this is an emotional song. And I imagine this experience for you was an emotional journey. I mean, songwriting is by definition, almost an, de facto, an emotional journey. Tell us about where the inspiration for Wounded Heart came from.
2: So, you know, Wounded Heart's kind of interesting because if you, if you heard it and you didn't know what I just told you, you just think it's the guy who loves John Mellencamp and- Wants to go out and dance on a Friday night. And it is, man. I think that's good too. I think that's kind of how life, you know, works. You're always holding struggle in one hand and you're holding hope in the other. And we all have different words for whatever those things are. Maybe it's just stress and happiness, but you're always holding that. And in the middle, that tension, well, that's what good music comes out of. Wounded heart, that's what I'm, I'm hoping people feel. I like to write in characters. Maybe a line or two will come out of my mind that morning autobiographically. I write it a typewriter. I just start typing stuff. But from that line, I, I kind of go, hey, you know, that seems like something that this kind of person would say. I enjoy sort of using my imagination to just create this person as if I'm writing a movie, you know, or a play. Wounded Heart's about a girl who does what I did when I was younger, which is there's no Spotify, (laughs) there's no Apple Music, and if you want to hear a song that's going to save your soul, you got to stay up late and kind of huddle around the radio dial. That's what I did in College Station, where I grew up, and I'd turn on 104.7 or 103.9 FM, I would just wait and kind of be like, oh, man, I really hope they play Don Henley or, oh, my God, I hope they play Bruce Hornsby or... You know, is Bonnie Raitt going to come on or, you know, which is kind of crazy because it's like late 90s, but that's still the music that I liked. So that's who she is. The protagonist singing is a guy that loves her. He can't quite understand why she is hanging on to a guy, a different guy, who's never treated her the way she deserves. And that's the whole song.
1: And we've all seen that story. That's what I like about... Your songwriting, it's, it is very cinematic, but it's cinematic in a personalized way about the human condition and relationships. And I feel like the guy doesn't get the girl, and that's why his heart's probably permanently wounded or broken in parts. And,
2: oh, he has the wounded heart. Oh, that's really interesting.
1: They both have the wounded heart, I think.
2: That is awesome. I didn't intend for that to happen, and now I'm going to say it did. <laughs>
1: that's even better. Cool. That's the way I interpreted it. I was like, man, they both have wounded hearts. Like, Oh, duh. The guy longs for her, and, but I don't feel like he's ever going to get her. Interesting. Okay. Maybe he will. You know, the song doesn't end to let you know. You know, maybe there's another song for you to write.
2: Once the songs are written, they belong to the audience. They're not mine anymore. If that's how you see it, I love it. Great.
1: Well, this does bring up a lot of questions that I regularly ask. One is, how do you know when a song is done? And maybe we can table that for a second, but I do feel like this COVID has made me interview artists who, like yourself, who I really, really want to see perform these songs live. Because I do believe there's a profound difference between the recorded version and what happens in front of an audience and how the songs evolve and the interaction with the audience and I bet you do a great show. <laughs> Can I talk about that for a second? Absolutely.
2: You know, everyone misses live music for a reason. Some some miss it <laughs> financially. I miss live music because when I was at my darkest with the symptoms of bipolar 2, there's a club in town. They kind of would just let me come up and open for whatever act. Like I didn't have to sell the tickets that night. I could just kind of pop in almost as if it was like a comedy club. The owner and I are best friends. I text him, Matt, can I get on tonight? He'd be like, yeah, Blue Water Highway's in town. They'll let you in. Boom, I'd open the set. Keaton, what's the name of the club? The club's called Main Street Crossing.
1: Main Street Crossing, and what town is it in? It's in Tomball, which if you don't know where Tomball is,
2: it's north of Houston, just, just a hair north of Houston. And it is one of the best listening rooms in Texas. It is incredible.
1: Okay. I got to check this club out. I am a club fanatic. Oh
2: yeah. got to go to main street crossing, look up that club, come to Tomball and don't come in July. I'll be back, man. We can come to the show. Anyway, I'd get up on stage and something about the fact that I could, you know, when I play, maybe it's a yoga kind of, I don't, I connect with my breath a lot and I just, all I can really think about is now capital N O W. And all of the symptoms, all that I would think or feel would just disappear for about 35 minutes. I love live music. And I think that in writing some of these tunes, I would almost kind of put myself up on stage while I'm writing them. And it would be a bit of a mental escape. So we like to lose a little control on stage. It's fun.
1: So Unwounded Heart, you do this on some of your songs, and I really like it. At the end, you kind of collapse the whole song down to a real low level, and it's just the guitar at first, and then the snare drum, and then it winds back up with a B3 organ, which is throughout your album, just killer, by the way. I don't know if that was you or someone else. It was someone else on uh, All But One of Them, yeah. Okay, so we can talk about that, but I'm a fanatic for the B3, and- The way you use it on this album, it just nails it. So awesome use of the instrument. And, oh, there's layers of Mellotron and like piano. And like, I lost track in some songs, not so much Wounded Heart. We're going to talk about (laughs) where you get into the layering. Yeah. Tell me about the finish, like the finish where you collapse it down like that on Wounded Heart.
2: I don't know, man. You know, okay. So I have my own studio. I play keys on everything. I like programming, Glockenspiels, Mellotrons, B3s, Pianos, Rhodes Pianos, Wurlitzers. So when I start, it's kind of like a painting. Instead of a song where it's like, okay, it needs to go verse, course, verse, course, bridge, course, done. Or let's put a solo in it. And you're playing it with a bunch of guys. I think I did that for so many years with a rock band. Everybody kind of needs their moment. But now I go... You know, hey, what what if we end the movie with him looking back at her and she doesn't look back. Boom, credits. It's almost like I'm getting to edit a movie and I like doing different things because you know, there's always another song coming around. So it's become a bit of an experiment to me just to go I don't want to make it bad, like I don't want to make it weird, but with wounded heart a, yeah, perfect example. It had a verse and a chorus and a verse and a chorus, and it has this weird long solo. And then that's kind of it. And you get to hear me say a few words that, you know, well, it's getting a little harder, harder for you, harder for you. It's over. And that was, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't have a tactical explanation for those other than the fact that when they're done, I'm like, yeah, that's kind of weird and cool. I like that. We're done.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's just an instinctual thing, huh? When it ends and you're like, okay, because uh, a lot of artists struggle with the beginning and the endings of songs, and you know, like, it, life's too short. You got the you got the whole body of the song, and then the beginning.
2: Yeah, it's life's too short. You just make it. And you throw it out there. Who, who gives a shit?
1: You don't have that problem. No,
2: I don't care. Life's <laughs> too short. I mean, maybe I have a problem, but I don't care to acknowledge the problem. Uh, what I meant to say is, my guitar player is also my producer. He is a. Sensational guitar player. Let me just say that. Like Mike Campbell from Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers level. Like, if you don't know who Jay Joyce is, he played guitar on a lot of the Wallflowers record. Like, this guy is incredible and he hates playing guitar solos. So, he's an enigma. And so, when I wrote Wounded Heart, I literally was like, I'm going to make this section in the song and it can have nothing but guitars, it can have nothing but a guitar solo. No drums. And he got it and he was like, oh man, I'm gonna have to play this whole thing. I was like, yeah, dude. And it's only two chords. So there's not a lot to work with. So in a way, what you're hearing is one best friend kind of sticking it to his other best friend going, yeah, you're gonna have to write a guitar solo now, huh? There you go. And he did, it's killer, man, it's good.
1: Good for you. I like it when friends push each other to new levels. It's, It's a good thing, you know, that's how great art gets made.